As I was just as I've been praying over what to share, the Lord's just put just really common sense and practical things on my heart. So last week I preached on 24-7, the 24-7 church. And I tried to drive home the point, we are the church. Yes, we are at church, and yes, we are in church, but we are the church. So no matter what time of day or no matter where we go, we're the church. We bring the presence of God with us. And we have the ability to touch lives everywhere we go. Last week I talked about it's not additional that the Lord is asking, but it's intentional. He's not asking to add a, a ton of things to your schedule, but to be intentional with the life that we are living. But today I, I do want to talk about the fact that there are times the Lord does ask us for addition. He does ask us to do something new, or He does ask us to do something just a, a bit differently. The Lord has put the theme of, of capacity on my heart, of enlargement. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting theme, capacity and enlargement. Um, in, in 2000, there was a, I mean, there was a book that came out and it was darn near like, like a pet rock or a Furby or a Cabbage Patch Kid or any other trend in the fact that th this book called The Prayer of Jabez came out and it swept Christendom. And if you pastored a church at that time, and I remember, I remember where we were and people pressuring us, oh, pastor, every week we got to pray the prayer of Jabez. Every week we got to pray the prayer of Jabez. And we're like, okay, prayer of Jabez. Let's, okay, it's good. It's one verse. It's great. But let's not make it a religion. I mean, it, it, was, it was a mania. It was prayer of Jabez mania. And it's a good passage of scripture. It's a good verse. It is one verse. I want to read it right now in 1 Chronicles 4.10. It says, Jabez, who was a dude, called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. It's interesting because Jabez, his, his name meant pain. And there's a big part of this prayer that he was asking the Lord that had to do with identity. Lord, I don't want to be identified with pain anymore. Lord, would you identify me? And there's a portion of this, this prayer that has to do with enlargement. It has to do with increase of capacity, not just increase of land. See, I think the problem the church got into is we made this all about us instead of all about the kingdom of God. We made it all about, I'm going to pray this every day so that the Lord will give me more land and give me more money and give me more blessing and the Lord will just give me more stuff and, and that I wouldn't be in pain. And we took our eyes off Christ, at least a segment of us did, you know, where that we made this about us. When I don't ever see in Scripture that we're to make stuff about us, but about God. Yeah. And we make stuff, from time to time, we make stuff about His people because in doing so, it makes it about God. But our eyes are always firmly set on God. 
I'm, I don't camp. I, I kind of wish I did. I kind of do. I kind of don't. I don't know. I'm conflicted. Because camping is not, it's not fun to me. Like, I get a horrible night's rest. I'm uncomfortable. There's usually, it's usually rains and storms, and I just don't like it. Now, if I had a big, comfortable, air-conditioned, fancy vehicle of sorts where I could sleep and go potty, you know, number two, inside and not outside, I mean, I'm telling you, that would make all the difference in the world. Air conditioning would be nice. TV's a bit excessive. I mean, you, don't, you don't go out there to watch TV, but if it's there, it's there. But, the, I, but I am, even though I don't camp, I am familiar with camping. I'm familiar if you've got a tent, that tent has a very set size. The parameters are set. You know, the stakes go on the ground, they pull it tight, and it doesn't stretch much. And the Lord says, in me, back the stakes up. Further the stakes, because I'm going to expand. I'm going to increase. I'm going to stretch. But he says I'm going to do so so that my kingdom can be advanced, so that the gospel can be preached, so that the name of Jesus can be made famous, so that the Father's love can be demonstrated, so that the Holy Spirit can have reign. Increase. Increase is stretching. Increase is rarely comfortable and rarely enjoyable. For people that are praying for increase, know what you're praying because it means there's going to be stretching, there's going to be pain, and then God wants to use you more, and that they'll honestly there'll be a greater draw upon what the Lord is asking in your life. That's increase. Who wants to sign up? Yay! That's stretching. That's increase. God wants to use us, and He wants to use us where we are, and He wants to use us with intentionality. But if you are desiring for God to use you in more and greater ways, then there better be a flexibility in our lives because it's going to pull and stretch. And you're going to say, "It isn't meant to. I'm not meant to be stretched that far, Lord. My tent does not stretch that much." And He's saying, "Now it does. Back them up more." He wants to bring increase so that his work can be done that, that, that much more. You know, increase is interesting because when we talk about increase, um, like my mind, even now as I'm preaching, it's not nowhere is the word money anywhere in my notes, but my mind goes to, to finances. And just to kind of be vulnerable with you guys, you know, we need to be praying and asking the Lord for some, some strategy because... You know, what, what our accounts have is what our accounts have, and what we have to give is what we have to give. And if we're tithing and it's not enough, then the Lord needs to just, we need, we need strategy. Um, because uh, on Easter Sunday, we, we had the biggest off, like the biggest single offering that we've ever had as a church. Someone gave us $9,000. We've never had it in the history of our church, never had an offering that big, $9,000. So immediately, I'm like, we can carpet the platform. And we can do flooring here and we can, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, you know, thinking of ways that we can spend that money. And, you know, I'm sharing it with Andy and he's like, yeah, no, that, that's all great. Let's just, let's sit for a month and let's see what next month looks like and let's go from there. And then the next month we we're 3,000 short in our budget. So I'm like, 
let's, let's wait till the next month and let's see if we want to spend any of that. And then the next month we were just under 3,000 short in our budget. And then the next month we were 3,000 short in our budget. And as of today, the last Sunday of the month, we're 5,000 short in our budget, which means the debt that we paid off, we now either need to start putting stuff on a credit card or we need to get creative. So here's, here's what I'm asking us to pray. Um, if somebody has experience with rental facilities or putting up websites that kind of draw attention to something, maybe, maybe we can rent this space out that'll bring in revenue. Because what we, it, let me back up. If you're not tithing, would you please just tithe? It's godly. It's the, it's, it's God. There's blessing in it. If, if you don't, uh, if you don't tithe, just tithe. It's awesome. It really is. If you don't tithe, tithe. And then let's get to the building thing. And if you have experience in building management, maybe we can turn this into a rental facility because we don't think it's the Lord. None of this is in my notes, by the way. And he's probably going, yeah, preach it. But I didn't plan on preaching it. Um, and we, what we have is what we have. So I'm not asking you to double your tithe. I'm not asking anyone to do that. We, we, we give what we give and praise God. But something's got to happen because we don't think it's the Lord to go in debt. And we don't think it's the Lord for me to go back into the full place, into the workplace full time, which is our other thing. That's what our board, our board of advisors said. If you can't sustain the income, then Mark, you've got to go find a full time job. And so that your salary, we eliminate your and Karis, like combined salary. I say mine, but it's like the Harper salary. Um, which is less than probably, you know, 90% of you guys make. But I'm willing to go into the workplace. I even thought about it. I have joy with it today. I'm like, if I go into the workplace, I can make so much more money and pay our bills so much easier. And then the church wouldn't have to worry. But then that eliminates the coffees and the, and the breakfasts and the get-together and the availability and going to the hospital. It eliminates a lot of those things. So let's just pray as a church because our God is a God of increase, but increase hurts. Stretching hurts. And if this is how he's stretching us, then you know what? I signed up for it. No one made me do this. No one told the Harpers, you have to do this. We chose this out of obedience to the Lord. But we, we just got to pray. And so this, I hope you don't mind that level of vulnerability. And people watching on uh, on Facebook, there you go. Welcome to Impact Rock. Um, but let's just let's just trust the Lord. He was faithful in giving a $9,000 offering. And that $9,000 has been spent a long time ago to pay bills. So he's going to be faithful again. But, you know, let's just, let's just make sure that, we, that we're seeking the Lord on this, okay? Just family business. Back to whatever semblance of a message is here. When we talk about increase, I know I said this, I want to say it again. Increase as much as you feel like it's about you is not about you. You're the one feeling the pain. I'll give you that. We're the ones getting stretched, absolutely. But it's not about us. It's about God. You know, last week I talked about that Jesus healed the 10 lepers. He said, hey, go see the priests. As you're going, you're going to be healed. They started going. They got healed. And one of the lepers came back and gave thanks. One of the lepers came back and fell at his feet. One of the lepers came back and got the blessing of relationship 
The others just got the blessing of healing. It's a great blessing. But friends, if there's ever any, any time that we're willing to trade the blessing of relationship for any other blessing, we are missing it. The greatest blessing that was received that day was the man who fell at the feet of Jesus. Increases about our God. Psalm 54 is, is an awesome... I'm, I'm sorry, Isaiah 54. Did I say Psalm? Yeah. Isaiah 54. Um, it's powerful and... I want to read it and I just kind of want to unpack it as I go. Psalm 54, 1 through 5 says this, Sing, O barren one, who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of her who is married, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. That's a lot of action right there. There's a lot of action words, friends. If we read that again, there's a lot of command of the Lord talking about action. Sing. Break forth, not break dance. Break forth into singing, break forth, enlarge, do not hold back, lengthen, strengthen. All for what? For increase. Verse three, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your offspring will possess the nations and will people the desolate cities. Fear not, for you will not be ashamed. Do not be confounded. Confounded means annoyed and confused, for you will not be disgraced. For you will forget the shame of your youth. Ah, this is good. For you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth, he is called. And then check this out. Check out this next verse. Verse 6. For the Lord has called you. Not just, not just called you. Listen to how the Lord has called you. For the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit. The Lord has called you like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. So how does a wife who has been deserted and cast off call out to the Lord? because this is how God calls us. How does a young wife who's been discarded, who's been set aside, who's been rendered worthless and just been cast away, how does that wife call out to the Lord? Because this is how God calls us. Friends, call, God calls us with a sense of urgency. He calls us with a sense of desperation. God calls out to us with a sense of, I have worth and I have so much to give. That's how he calls out to us. Urgent. All the while saying, I will enlarge you. I will stretch you. I will use you. 
Do you want to make an impact for God? Don't ask the Lord for increase if you don't, because it's not about you. If you don't want to make an impact for God, don't ask the Lord for increase, because you're just you're, you're heading for a whole lot of hurt for nothing. Because we got to make it about the Lord. When we prayed about planting this church and God gave us the name of this church, Impact Rock, we said, Lord, we want to make an impact. And Jesus, you are our rock and we are built upon you. Christ, our solid rock. This house will be built on on that rock, on Jesus. Impact Rock, that's how we came up with our name. We want to make an impact. We want to make an impact in our community, in our region, in our state, in the nations for the kingdom of God. Impact. We didn't know what we were saying. We didn't know what we were praying and asking. (laughs) Not really, but that's part of the innocence and the naivete of planting a church. Thank God we didn't know what we know. But we know now, and we still cry out just as loud, Lord, use us. We want to make an impact for you. There's a man named Ernest Shackelford. I'm sorry, Shackleton. He was a polar explorer and a hero of Antarctic exploration. And he posted this following job listing. This, was, this is what he posted in major newspapers across the country. Men wanted for hazardous journey. Small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, constant danger. Safe return, doubtful. (laughs) Honor and recognition in case of success. Thousands of men responded. Thousands. Jesus Christ posts this description. Men and women wanted for the difficult task of building my church. You will often be misunderstood even by those who work with you. You will face constant attack from an invisible enemy. You may never see the results of your labor and your reward will not come until after all your work is completed. It may cost you everything. Your home, your ambitions, even your life. Who will respond? Here I am, Lord, send me. That's been this church's cry since we planted. Here we are, Lord, use us. Here we are, Lord, send me. Friends, if we want increase, there has to be an understanding that there's no guarantee of our safety, of our safe return, but but honor awaits those who say yes to this to this call. I I, I want to honor someone today who definitely knows the cost of leadership and who is willing to make a sacrifice for Jesus. I want to honor my wife. She celebrated her birthday this week and I'm so proud of her. She's such a woman of God. I just, I want to honor you because you point me to Jesus in everything you do and you've taught me so much about about increase in trusting the Lord. So I know I... Sing you happy birthday and 
wished you happy birthday and, and made your day special. But today, I, I'm just honoring you. Outside of Jesus Christ, you are my hero. There's such reward in, in service to the Lord, friends, but we've got to grab a hold of it. We have to grab a hold of it and believe it's true. And we've got to let self die. And we've got to let the petty things that the enemy uses against us to put our eyes on self, we've got to let that die as well. Because Jesus is our reward. He is our reward. I'd love for this place to be full. I'd love to have to build out the upper area and put seats up there. And I'd love to have about three services on Sunday that all look that way. But that is not my reward. Christ is my reward. Serving Jesus is my reward. Doing it for my King is my reward. I think we miss it here in this country because we have a president and either we elected him or we didn't elect him. And then either we like him or we don't like him. And there's way too many sound bites and, ah, I don't like that. I didn't like that. But other countries, I envy other countries that have a king or that have a queen because it's a different mindset when it comes to Christ and, and that loyalty to the king. Maybe if I turn this off, I'll quit. Our God is worthy. Actually, Byron, why don't you go ahead and come on up. Worship team, come on up. Our God is worthy. Our God is worthy. And here's the thing. I don't want us to be afraid of increase, but I also don't want us to be naive about it. I want us to desire increased capacity, but we have to understand that it is not a, an easy journey, that increase. And we are the church. We don't just come to church. We're not just in the church. We are the church. And we're called to be the church and to be the church effectively and strongly and passionately and to bear the name of Jesus amazingly. We are called to sacrifice. Like the men that responded to that that polar expedition. We are called to sacrifice. And we've been told that there will be persecution. So I guess you could say we're called to that too. But are we going to set our sights on Jesus? Or are we going to set our sights on circumstance? Are we going to set our heart and our affections on the one who gave us life? Or are we going to cling to that semblance of life that we think we're in control of? Jesus is worthy of it all. I want to pray, I want to pray courageousness over all of us right now. I want to pray courage over all of us right now. Because when you get a message like I did today, no one's going to skip out of here singing like zippity doodah. I mean, it's just not one of those kind of messages. But we can leave here with our hearts full of courage by letting the Lord fill us and, and saying, Lord, I, I will fear not, but I look to you. Lord, I've given my life to you, and that means all my life to you. So I'm just going to pray courage over us. Can we stand up real quick? And just, just put your hands in a posture of receiving. I'm just going to pray courage over every one of us. Lord Jesus, right now I just pray courage over us as your church, Lord, as your people, as your sons and your daughters. I just proclaim courage and I take authority over fear. Lord, we stand on your promise, your word, and that weapon that says that your perfect love casts out all fear. But Lord, we also don't approach 
this walk, Lord, ignorantly. We understand, Lord, that in giving our lives to you, we have to give our lives to you. And so we do so with faith in you, Lord, not in ourselves to bring about any measure of growth and change, but in you, Lord God, to bring about the change you desire. So with that courage in our hearts, we say right now, Lord, you increase us, Lord. You you enlarge our territory, Lord, and you do it for the sake of your name, O Jesus, and for the advancement of your kingdom.